Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert. Today I am here with my very colorful and quaffed <laughs> co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you? I am doing very well. How are you? I'm great. I'm. You're just. You got the whole look pulled together. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing this like princess thing. Today. Yeah, and then you got the the blue <laughs> the shoes, shoes to go with it. Yeah. I mean, very very awesome. Looks great. <laughs> Thanks. And I am also here with our well put together patient who yes. has decided to join us, Michaela. Hi guys. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We're uh, we're very excited to talk to you about your rhinoplasty journey, and I think uh, our audience is always excited to hear about what it's like to go through the experience of having a rhinoplasty, of having plastic surgery in general. So we want to kind of run through it if that's cool with you. Yeah, absolutely. Just from a from a standpoint, like, you know, when did you wake up and say, you know, I think I need to go get a nose job? Um, I think it was when I started actually looking at pictures. And the first thing I noticed was my nose. And I felt like you couldn't see my hazel eyes or my smile. And it's just like my nose was just the most prominent thing in photos. And I just didn't like that about it yeah <laughs> do you remember this yeah I do. we're showing michaela here's dr ravello you can see yeah, the can pre-op see. photos yeah so so what was it you just thought it was too big too wide too this that the yeah other? i thought it was too big too wide i thought i didn't like the tip how it went downward um and then i did have a little hump i believe on the on the mm. top slightly yes yep mm. little hump there yeah. too so this is the before and you can see her now, so we've uh, obviously made some rearrangements. But So those were kind of the things. It was too wide, dominating your face. Yeah. What age were you when that first came to mind? Were you oh, 10, gosh. 14, 16? I want to say I was about 18, really. Yeah. Um, I felt like when I was what, in middle school or early high school, it was just like, oh, my face is changing, I'm changing. Right, everything's uh, awkward at that age. Correct, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I feel like when I was actually in college, I'm like, okay, well... I should be pretty developed right now and things weren't changing anymore. So I was like, okay, well, I need to do something about it. And that's kind of when I decided to think of rhinoplasty as an option. And so did you then at that point, you're like, okay, I think I need to get a nose job. How did you go about what's the process that led you to, you know, a find your surgeon, which was me, mm-hmm. but um, was it, was it a lot of reading? Was it a lot of asking people? Was it referral? Um, so my dad has always been in the space, and so I kind of grew up around this type of stuff. And so I always kind of knew it was an option, but I never thought I would actually um, do it. <laughs> and so um, I kind of went to him first and was like, hey, I really want to get rhinoplasty done. He's like, you're crazy, but okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, was like, do you know of, an, of anyone? And he was like, yeah, um, let me give you a couple of names. He goes, you look at them, you do your homework. And right. I said, Perfect. So I looked at a couple of surgeons. I honestly went straight to their website and looked at their pictures, like before and after pictures. And I'm like, I don't like how these noses look. And they all kind of looked the same, depending on the surgeon. And so then I came across your website and I looked at your your work and how aesthetically pleasing the noses were. And I was like, okay, I like that nose. I like that nose. I would be fine with that nose. And then that's when I decided to follow through and make an appointment with you and kind of go through the process. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, about- you got to look at the befores and afters. Right. You got to like their work because that's what you're going to get. Exactly. Gonna be the same, not the same nose, but you're going to get a version of a nose that R- they do. Right. 
Right. And, and there, there are style points, too. Like if you look at Dr. Ravello's like breasts on her, not her breasts, the breasts on her website. <laughs> don't look at my breasts. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know what I mean. The, you can see that there's a, a, a style to them. There's a style to the way that, you know, I do facelifts, the way that I do noses. So the, 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 there's a feel that you have to look at and it has to agree with your aesthetic eye. It's really important. And I don't think people spend enough time with that because they are, you know, we were joking about me bringing in the uh, TikTok of the week, but they really are kind of going by things that are not relevant in terms of results. Uh, you know, if a surgeon is a good dancer, I'm not sure that that <laughs> equates to excellent results in rhinoplasty. I, did you did you do I mean, social media out. research as well, or, or were you mainly just going to websites? Um, I first started on websites, and then I would look at their social media, yeah. kind of see the following right. ratio, like who they were, thing, and, who they yeah. were, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I did use social media help right. too. Yeah. I think that's pretty standard. I think that's a good, I think that's actually an old fashioned way of doing it. I feel like a lot of people go the other way around. They find their surgeon on social media and then they go to their webpage. Certainly either one is, is fine, but I think that is a kind of older fashioned way of doing it. I feel like the, the website and then the social media. But I think it also depends. It just depends. Everyone's different in terms of their comfort level and where they want to go first. Yeah, I just put like tapped on gallery and I was like looking at the photos. Yeah. And I feel like with social media, sometimes you have like range of different things right. going on. So I was like, okay, that's like too much searching. I'm like, I just need before and after. <laughs> Straight right. to the point. I agree. <laughs> yeah, like it's all right there for you. Categorized, organized. Mm-hmm. On social media, you're being like, oh, that's a cute kid. That's a cute kid. All right, it's vacation. You yeah, know? or I was like, oh, there's, a, there's boobs. Like I don't need yeah, that right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to find a nose. Right. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that, and that is, I think that's why it's good from our standpoint as plastic surgeons. You got to have easy access to your gallery. Agreed. I mean, because yeah. it is, if you look at the stats on my uh, website of what people do, they do two things: they go to the gallery, and then they look for the contact form. That's it. They don't read the fact that I have a blog. Like they don't, they don't the blog does not get a lot of action. The uh, my credentials, all that stuff. They they don't even click on it. It's really and that's amazing. so bizarre to me. You know, I would yeah. be like reading, like where'd this kid go to high school? You right. know, like, <laughs> where you want to know all that, but it's not the focus. The focus yeah. is before and afters. How do I call the office? And that's it. And a lot of that's available on Instagram, TikTok, and you know, my LinkedIn. People actually use too, which is I think interesting. But um, yeah, so so you did that. You did your your research. You looked at the gallery, um, and then came in for a consultation right so i came in um i was kind of blown away because you immediately take out a a paper and draw hand draw my nose in like under 30 seconds i'm like who is this guy (laughs) um and so i was like okay um i get out of the consultation i'm like that i want him as my plastic surgeon and i just felt like i could trust you and you knew what you were doing and i listened to one of your podcasts i don't remember what year it was but you said you did over four thousand rhinoplasty surgeries and i'm like okay this is the guy like he's probably seen it all like <laughs> if yeah. something goes wrong yeah. he's probably already seen it <laughs> so it's true yeah I mean, uh, you, want, you want somebody who's done a lot right so that's kind of how i knew and i was like if it's not him it's not anyone touching my nose because i felt like if i went to someone else and they screwed up my nose i'm like i don't want to have to do a revision like that's not something i want to go through i rather just keep the, my nose the way it is even though it's so big and prominent like <laughs> I'm like, I'll just deal with it. <laughs> well, it wasn't 
that big. I mean, come on, Mikhail. So did you go to other consults as well? Or you just, you came in one and done? I kind of one yeah. and done. And my dad's like, okay, well, I, I trust him. So let's make it happen. And I'm like, oh, great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's really different. Like you look so different with this nose compared to this. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty striking. Um, so, you, and we did go over all the things that you wanted. I mean, you, you had like a, like a wish list of for I, your nose. I did have a wish list. I think I had three or four things and I honestly thought it was kind of too much. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to only want to deal with one thing. <laughs> like, just one at a time. Just one at a time. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, he's probably going to think three. I'm crazy. But um, no, you're like, oh yeah, that's doable. That's doable. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> so what did you want to have done? What so was your, what was your wish list? Um, yeah, wish list. If you um, remember. No, I do. Um, it was to make my nose, like the nasal bone, is that what it's called? Mm. Um, smaller. The bridge. The yeah. bridge, smaller. Okay. I did have a little hump. I wanted that to be taken out and I wanted more of a slope look okay. from the side. Yeah. And then um, my tip in uh, pictures, it was, it would go down and it was almost like too far out that my lips looked super tiny. So that was like another... Another yeah, thing. you can see it there on the uh, profile there. She did have... Like it went out, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that her tip was under-projected, as a matter of fact. It mm. was sort of, you know, a little too close to the to the face. And then I also thought that the uh, the ailer base was wide, too. I think we wound up narrowing these, right? Didn't we right, do that? yeah. No, so we did. So those were the, the big... The highlights were narrow the bridge, take down the hump, um, elevate, rotate, and project the tip. I guess that's a lot. And then also... <laughs> do the uh the lr base excision so it was it was a fair amount and you know it was not a you know it's not a, a chip shot rhinoplasty by the long shot i guess in a way it would have been good if you'd had some other consultations to kind of hear the the other ideas because if you go to a hundred plastic surgeons you're going to get a hundred different approaches to your rhinoplasty yeah and that's what i didn't want because i was like i honestly didn't want to think too deep about it because i was like oh my god i'm gonna get so nervous and then i won't want to do this <laughs> so i was like i just need to full force get it done make an appointment let's pay for it let's get it done with let me just recover do let's yeah. do it that makes sense i'm i get that yeah like don't confuse the space yeah just <laughs> you have your mindset on it and just right. do it. Yeah, go do it yeah yeah, and then you went through the operation. What was that like? Was that a was it as expected? Was it more was it more painful? Was it harder? What what kind of came up for you in terms of going through the operation? Yeah, so when I so post op is that kind of post op? Yeah, I mean, you know, you came in the day of surgery. We yeah, I came that. in the that, day of surgery, super nervous. <laughs> yeah, you did really well. No, no sweat. You, um, you met with Roberts and all that, right? Yeah. Our anesthesiologist. Yeah, he was great. He actually made me feel so comfortable because so weird. But my biggest fear was actually waking up during surgery. That That's was my biggest a very fear. Common I didn't even fear. care how my nose looked. I was like, <laughs> I didn't care how I looked or how I felt. I was like, as long as I don't wake up during surgery, I'm going to be okay. And so when I did wake up, I was like out of surgery. I was like, oh my gosh, I made it through. <laughs> so you know, interestingly, I, I cannot recall. You know, knock wood. I, I haven't had anybody talk about recall from our anesthesia at the center. In, I've in, never had a patient have yeah. recall. That's yeah, so, 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 so rare. Yeah, I just, it doesn't come up. And people yeah, are yeah. concerned about it, you know, because I'm sure they've I seen these, like... there's a movie, There's movies think. about <laughs> it, you know, that's like, I'm awake during surgery. Yeah. And, but, you know, the, interestingly, say that were to happen, we use so much local anesthesia to control the bleeding of the operation that also the area is numb. So mm -hmm. pain would never really be a part of that, even should it happen. But I've never heard 
a patient come back and say, you know, I have some recall from the surgery. I heard you saying this or that or the other thing, or, you know, you guys can't sing, you know, <laughs> Led Zeppelin or whatever, you know, whatever you do during surgery. And, and, you know, we, you know, we chit chat and all that, but the, uh, it, that's just not a thing, yeah, which is no, good. I was out. <laughs> Yeah, don't good. remember anything. And then you wake up and it's done, which is yeah. the best thing. So, and afterwards, was it as painful as you thought it was? Was it less painful? Was it kind of like what you expected? Honestly, it was kind of just what I expected. Um, I remember my, just, I felt so much anxiety. And I think I was bleeding a lot, as I was told. Um, and so my parents were like continually having to change the swabs under my nose. Mm, yeah, you did ooze a lot. That's right. Yes, I yes, did. I um, and then you were like, use the anxiety pills. So I popped one of those and then yeah. the bleeding pretty much calmed down. So yeah. we there's a good. reason we prescribed this. <laughs> yeah, those are not suggested. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> like, take these. Take them. Yeah, that wasn't a suggestion. Those are actually orders. <laughs> yeah, so then they I was really like are. popping those <laughs> like hourly. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it is interesting that when your blood pressure comes down and your level of stress comes down that the bleeding, the bleeding slows down totally yeah you know, i just i just fixed one of my friend's ears today her third piercing ripped through her Ugh. her ear somehow and so i put it back together and she just texted me and she's like oh my god you know this is bleeding like crazy i was like oh are you taking it easy or are you just running around like a nut she's like i have four kids what do you think i was like well when your day's done it'll stop it <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it goes right you kind of just, you know, just like you know it's it goes you're busy and then it's gonna it's gonna drain you right. calm down it stops that's good. And then you had uh, you had everything in for a week right. or a little longer. Did um, we did we have to keep your Doyle splints? So how were the Doyle splints? The ones in the nose? Okay, yeah. Were they miserable or did no, they No, I actually work wanted okay? to talk about that because good. I do have some friends who had rhinoplasty and their surgeons used packing. So that Ooh, was another <laughs> that was another reason why I really wanted to go to you because they were saying how awful that week was they only could breathe out of their mouth they like could hardly eat they, it was just terrible and i was like okay i don't want that to be me i love breathing so um when yeah. i was able to actually breathe i was like okay this is nice so yeah it was still painful it was still discomforting but at least i was able to breathe normally and not strictly out of my mouth for a week yeah those doyle splints they are internal splints that go in the nose but they have a hole in them so that you can actually breathe through the nose sometimes they do get clogged up and you can't breathe as well through it but the idea is that when those little holes are open you can actually pass air through the nose because when you can't breathe through your nose that's miserable and that definitely contributes to a feeling of anxiety so yeah we like those doyle splints right yeah. agreed well and the packing is just and medieval the, the packing coming out is no good either how was the, well the splints coming out aren't fun either yeah not exactly i honestly thought it was going to be more painful than it really okay. was i yeah. was expecting the worst for those coming out i was like oh my gosh but um no it came it was just one yeah. one i thought it was going to be like multiple <laughs> things but no but it was just, one. just I was one. Like, okay one easy. on each side yep yeah. and then you have the splint on the outside right. which comes off relatively easy. easy yep and that's sort of the worst of it once you're past that i mean you can tell us after you're past that first week in terms of pain and recovery yeah, it was pretty much easy going from there. Yeah. yeah. And then I would just tape my nose. Um, I actually like to tape it during the day. I know you just said you can just do it at night, but I like to do it during the day. I don't know. I just felt I agree. I agree. like it was just more secure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a cast on. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, if a so little bit's good, then more's better, right? right? Yeah. 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 The taping is a big deal. And there's some surgeons that don't tell their patients to tape at all. I mean, uh, there are 
you know, when I made my first nose taping video, it was the only one on the internet on how to tape the nose. Now everybody who, who d likes to tape the nose, you know, the surgeons who like taping as part of their post-op, they all have their own videos. I've kind of watched them and there's a lot of different techniques. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to, to do the taping. And, and for me, it's all about trying to control swelling. I think it makes a difference. I think it makes a difference. I mean, we put our post-op liposuction patients in compression garments yeah. to help with swelling. Why wouldn't compression on the nose do the same thing? Yeah, I think no, it I helps. Agree. Did you notice a difference when you taped versus not taping? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I went one night actually without taping and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> my, my nose just feels big. My face feels big. Everything feels huge. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then you, I know with your, your post-op course, you know, we had some moments where like things were not really progressing the way we wanted it to. I mean, we right. hit some, we hit some walls. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I was at dinner with my family and my dad goes, why is there a, a bump? It was like, I, I don't know what you call this, but there was like a bump on my nose and it was like, a, it felt like a bone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I looked in the mirror and I'm like looking at like my angles and I'm like, oh my gosh, I see it. And so I go, well, I'm going into Dr. Calvert's office in like two weeks. It doesn't affect my breathing or anything. So I'll just wait till then to talk to him about it. And he was like, oh, I have some tips and tricks. Don't worry. <laughs> so I felt good. I was like, okay. And so he put some filler in there and then it smoothed out and I've loved it ever since. Yeah. It's not, it's been no worse for the wear. That was how yeah. far out from oh, your Oh gosh. Um, maybe four months, yeah. four months, four months something. Out? Yeah. Okay. And so like with the post-op healing of some rhinoplasties and just depends on how much, you know, we made your nose significantly smaller. So there's right. a lot of skin flopping around mm -hmm. that has to shrink wrap around the new right. framework. And that takes time. And the swelling can be an, a little unruly. And so it, interestingly, you developed a little bit of a bump, but it was really that there was a deficit of swelling in one area. <laughs> and so like I treated the swelling with a little bit of dilute filler and you know, that, that seems to kind of work. You know, there's, there's a couple of ways to deal with it. And, and I, I mentioned this because, you know, if you watch social media and you watch these videos about the post-op course of rhinoplasty, everything seems like it's rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and flowers are thrown. And that's not reality. The reality no, is you got to heal all. this, <laughs> right. right? You had to go through it. Yeah. Like, and there were moments that you were like, did I make the right choice? I mean, did that ever come up where you're like, I, maybe I shouldn't have done this? No. Um, I mean, I, okay. I did not listen to you in regards to don't take pictures in mm. like three months. So I was taking pictures, posting them on social media and I was looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, my nose was huge. Why did I think it was okay to post that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was smaller than my original <laughs> nose, but I'm like, I look so swollen. Like what, what was I thinking? <laughs> You know, and people do it and that's okay because, you know, then it's, it, it is fine. I mean, I, I put up photos of immediate post-ops and things just, it's because I want people to get the big picture. I, I, you know, there's this, this, uh, you know, grandiose glorified, uh, kind of presentation on the internet and on of social media photo, of yeah. what the after is about. And, and I think it's better that people know what they're signing up for. It's more it's more down to earth and, and transparent that like, yeah, you got to go through it. Like this yeah. is, this is real, you know, right. it's going to take some time to get that final result. And so how did you, um, 
in terms of your recovery, sort of how did you plan like time off from school or from work and like you're going back out in public? Like when did you feel like you were ready to sort of go back to regular life? Right. Uh, so I did actually plan my surgery around Christmas break. Okay. So I tried, I was like, it's either Christmas break or it's summer break. We got yeah. two options. Uh, so I decided to do it around Christmas break once again. So I wasn't really thinking about it that long. It's just I wanted to go right into it. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, and then I guess, I don't know, living in Malibu, I was just like, whatever, everyone gets plastic surgery, like, let's flaunt it. (laughs) But no splint is an accessory. We should, like, have monogram designer no splints. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So true. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it is true. It's Southern California, you know, plan accordingly. This is, that we do this stuff here. My facelift patient was, like, literally walking around Rodeo Drive today. Like, just like, whatever. It's it's the look. Yeah, I had a facelift. And, oh, my God, who did it? Oh, I know Jay Calvert, his work. Yeah, so it's good. You know, it's like, it's fine if you can just kind of own it and go with it. Exactly, and that's kind of what I did. And then going back to school, we still had to wear masks. So Mm. I just kind of put the mask a little over and just... Off you go. Yeah, off there I went. Yeah, I just taped my nose, put the mask over. I'm like, just yeah. do not pull the mask down. <laughs> so what what has it meant for you in terms of like, you know, you had all those reasons that you signed up to, you know, you know, I need a rhinoplasty. I, I, it's too wide. It's it's taken away from my look. What have been the benefits? You know, in looking back, like from where you were before this operation to now. What are the benefits that you really think you got out of having rhinoplasty? I just think for myself, just feeling more confident. Um, I have some friends who actually noticed right away. They're like, you look different. Is it your hair? Is it yeah. like, no, and I, I kind of told I told them <laughs> um, other people were like, I had no idea. What are you talking about? What yeah. you should have been like? Yeah, it's my hair. It's a different color. Yeah, Did not you notice? Right. I would have been like. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So some friends did notice, others did not. um, But I just felt better for myself. I was like, okay, yeah, look at my side view. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're doing this whole podcast in profile. Yeah, yeah, how about that? I mean, that's not a bad thing. And so how, I I guess, I mean, it sounds like you're happy with your nose. I am, very. At what stage or how far after your surgery were you finally like, Yes, I love my nose. Oh gosh, I would probably say month six. Yeah, month six. A I decent would say. amount of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I didn't, I never hated it yeah. or never disliked it, nothing like that. But I would go back, kind of every so weeks, and be like, "Wow, it looks different. It looks different. It looks different." But on a, it's getting better every month, and I still yeah. think there's room for it to even get better than this. I don't know how, but. I still yeah. feel like it's possible. It's how far out now? Or? Oh gosh, I saw October. I got it in. I got rhinoplasty in December. So yeah, so you're coming I'm, up oh, on my, a year. Yeah, but but not I quite a year. It. Yeah, so I mean, and it will change up to really 18 months. I mean, that's for sure. The uh, you know we say oh it's pretty well healed at a year, but it, it does continue to change. It settles more. I think as much as you like it now, you're going to like it more at two years and you'll like it more at three years. Right. You know, yeah. I think the the nose becomes more natural. All that residual swelling and the, the scar tissue that's forming organizes, reorganizes and becomes soft. And you wind up with a nose that, you know, you kind of own it at that point, which, yeah, is, exactly. which is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. So confidence was the big thing. What about in terms of like photographs or, you know, professional interactions, anything where you say like, where you notice that you just feel like this was the right thing for you? Any of those things come up? Um, yeah, like 
taking pictures with friends and stuff they're like editing their face and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't need to do that <laughs> i'm like i look fine you can post it well you I can show give up them my card yeah. <laughs> that's right send them in we yeah. will edit their faces on a permanent basis <laughs> that's yeah. so funny that's true i mean uh i i think it's great i mean i see it over and over again we you know we do a ton of rhinoplasty and and just even a lot just all the stuff that we do that builds confidence for for people it's uh oh my gosh it's so true when they come in with i mean it's noses it's breast it's for me it's liposuction and tummies i hear it over and over again like i have never felt so comfortable in my body so confident the things i can wear the way i interact with the world is just game changing right yeah it's good it's a good thing um what would you tell to the person out there that's listening that's thinking about rhinoplasty what would you give them in in terms of your sort of having been there done that advice yeah um i would just say like if you want to do it do it um really especially with like dr calvert like he's going to be checking in with you over and over so it's not like oh like um post-op like never we'll see you again see you in six <laughs> yeah. months have good fun. luck with that <laughs> yeah good luck with that no like he's there are con- practices that are like that though yeah. they really I, I, are i figured i, I mean figured. We, we talked about my, we talked my about one that friend who's like you yeah. know go he sends his patient home take your splint off good luck and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and never even bothers to see them back yeah and i felt very comfortable because you're like oh i'll see you in two weeks or oh i'll see you in a month okay two months but if you have any problems text me call me like i'll get you in and so i felt very comfortable like if something were to go wrong or if i didn't like something i could easily call you and you would find a solution you know so i think that's very helpful that level it just brings on your level of anxiety right your comfort level if you know that like my surgeon's right there if anything goes wrong and he's not just throwing me out and forgetting about me exactly yeah a a thousand percent agree with that yeah no it's uh it's really important i mean that's a big deal well even just i mean obviously it's the level of comfort and the, the anxiety but also like we catch things if you come back and see us frequently that may go, you know, missed, you know, if you're not coming back as often. So that's for my own anxiety reasons. <laughs> I like my patients to come back and see me frequently. So there are problems we can catch them. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that because maybe you see something that I right. don't like up my nose. I'm, I don't look up my nose on a daily <laughs> basis. So yeah, that would, that eased a lot of my anxiety. So good. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's about it. I mean, you really want to have a place that you feel comfortable. That's a big right. part of it. Um, you want to go to a place where, you know, and, and people listen to this podcast all around the world. So you know, not everybody's going to fly to Beverly Hills to have their nose done. Right. Um, but you you want to find the surgeon that that works for you. You want to find the practice that that agrees with your system because things do come up as you as you saw. They do. And yeah, exactly. And that was a fear I had going into it. But I knew that you would constantly check in on me or I could easily get a hold of you. And that that's why I was like, okay, that's let's helpful. do it. Yeah. You, you got you to like the results and you got to feel comfortable right. with your surgeon. You, you may have a surgeon that has great results, but if you don't feel comfortable with them or you get a strange vibe from them, it's not helpful. Not no, helpful I mean, you, you, gotta, you really want to feel like this is, you know, this group of people, you know, cause it is my whole practice. It's my coordinator. It's my PAs, my nurses, the, the whole, my, all of my assistants, they, you need those folks to be on your team. You need people. <laughs> you need you got, people. You gotta have people. Yeah. My people gotta help. My people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm in the OR, you know, mm-hmm. although I'm trying to be in there, you know, less to, you know, I've got a lot going on with my, my family, with my kids, they're all going to college now and, Uh, It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, one's in boarding school and it's just, it's nuts. So 
you also have to be like a human being and it's good to have a surgeon who is a human being that makes right. a big difference yes because they get it um but yeah you know i i love doing rhinoplasty obviously and i always say like i've never gone to work a day in my life because of what i get to do uh but in terms of your patient experience yeah i mean look for the things that you talked about i think those are really really great advice for people yeah, definitely. Because I even feel like some of my friends want rhinoplasty done. They ask me about my experience and I'm like, well, what's stopping you? They're like, oh, fear. I'm like scared to get it done. And I'm like, hmm. are you scared of the result? Are you scared of like where to go type of thing? And they're like, well, I'm just scared that I'm, he's going to do the surgery and then I'm off on the streets and like we'll have, have to wait six months to try getting oh, in again. And no. I'm like, no, that's not the case usually. And so Depends I refer you. you. Well, nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's that's where my patients come from in in the first place. Anyways, uh, referral, it's all a referral, We're issue. Right yeah. for sure. Uh, well, great. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for sharing your experience. We really appreciate it. Yes, very much. Thank it, you. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. It's been an honor. Yeah, we we could uh, probably should do a little tour of your nose before we go. <laughs> probably. So maybe, maybe kind of scooch over this way a little bit. I'm gonna slide. Uh, Millicent over for a second, then let's see. So, just some of the highlights. Oh, we're doing it, yeah, oh, we're we're doing doing it right now. now. Oh, okay. This oh, is my. happening. Like, oh, look into the camera. Live. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you're so just. Are you tilting up? No, no, just look straight at me. So, like, if, if you look from the side, you know, our, our uh, viewers can see from there, but you do have a slight hint of a curve. You don't have a scoopy nose, you know, and that, that was something that we talked about because I don't like scoop noses, but I do like a nice feminine curve like you have. Your dorsal aesthetic lines, if you look at uh, that camera right there, yeah, that's good. Then the dorsal aesthetic lines are really nice. They come down and they they show the definition on the bridge of the nose. Your tip is very well organized. We've narrowed the base significantly. I think I took about two millimeters out of each side. Mm. It was a pretty good ailer base. And if you look up at the ceiling, I'm not sure if they can see that, but the the cuts for the ailer bases are really well hidden. Yeah, I can't even... Yeah, they're I not up on the side. So some people cut up on the side of the nostril. Oh gosh! Yes. I was using sunscreen too. I was like, <laughs> very nose. important. Yeah, because yeah, you had an open rhinoplasty. I did. Yeah. yeah. So it was open. We we cut here, flipped it open, and and did all this work there. So it looks great. I it think feels uh, great. <laughs> we'll put your before and afters up on uh, on the website and all that. But it, it it's a you know that's kind of what you should expect if you go into rhinoplasty. So, well, thank you very much again. Yeah, thank you again. And uh, Dr. Ravello, anything else? Any other comments? No, just thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Well, then this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Oh.